This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Wallace dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Oh, Hello and welcome to the debate show, the Sheffield Wednesday football phone-in. No Mick the Miller or Brian the Blade on this show. Uninterrupted Sheffield Wednesday chat every week, every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. This is the weekly show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on the Owls. Uh, Lots to talk about this evening, Uh, the 4-1 win against Cheltenham at the weekend. You can also look ahead to playing AFC Wimbledon on Saturday, a team that's yet to win in their last 20 games and having just appointed a new manager. Uh, we all know what happens next on that one. Uh, we also want to see your thoughts on Callum Patterson. Obviously, we, uh, we had the debate on the on Twitter um, at the weekend. We thrashed about on Sunday when we were talking about it as well on the podcast. Uh, does he deserve the stick that he gets? Uh, should he get more recognition for what he does? Uh, and we also want to know uh, whether a player's wages determines the level of performance that you expect from a player and whether or not booing is acceptable, obviously. Those that watched uh, England last night with Harry Maguire will know exactly what we're talking about. Um, if you're listening to the recording of this in the podcast form and you're wondering how you can get involved, then just follow us uh, on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod, and then you'll see when we go live. If you want to have your say, then just press that microphone icon on the bottom left and request to talk. It really is that simple. Uh, my name's James Mappin, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Liam Russell. Liam, mate, how are you? All right? Evening, mate. How are we doing? All right. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. How's the uh, How's the darts going on? The darts. Yeah, have you been playing what, recently? Per- personally, yeah. Well, I, I played last week. Uh, Did you win? After After my holiday, yeah, I got got the win under my belt. So uh, there we go. I've I've still got that uh, that dartboard. It's still in the box. It's um, in the garage. <laughs> it's, it's not been put up yet. I don't know how long 
I don't know how long that's going to stay there for. I have cleared garage out though, so uh, so maybe I can uh, maybe I can pop it up on wall at at some point and get me a little decathlon special darts out and see how uh, <laughs> see how we can get on. Um, now it's not just me and Liam this week. Uh, Mr. Giles Cook's here, but he's um, he's probably putting one of his eighteen children to bed or something. So I'm sure he'll join us uh, join us very shortly. Um, anyway, uh, four years ago today, can you remember what? Uh, Remember what happened, Liam? Was that the uh, the new you goal? <laughs> the Atty New You goal, yeah. Hillsborough, 92nd minute, 2-1 up against Preston North End. Atty New You picks, that, picks the ball up. I think it was a corner, wasn't it? Hold it in corner. <laughs> I, I, I was literally shouting that, like, keep it in corner. And then, well, it's, I think what happens next is uh, is history, isn't it? You know, left foot, absolute world, the top corner. What a goal. He's here now, Giles. Giles, mate, how are you? You all right? Hello, boys. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, how many times has Atenuyu told you about that goal that he scored against Preston? Yeah, it, to be fair, he can talk about it, wasn't it? It was a great goal, to be honest. Yeah, absolute top draw. Like, I think it was just more the fact that, that it were him that scored it as well. I just don't think anyone... It, it was almost like as much disbelief as when Jack Hunt scored at the weekend, when you were like thinking, Joe fucking hell, Jack Hunt scored. <laughs> it was, yeah. What a goal. I think to went, be honest, I'm not really that surprised though, because I saw him do that in training. So it's not like it was out of the blue. Do you know what I mean? He he was very good technically, at it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he's... Um, yeah, what a lad. Just, I mean, he went on the right run on, on that, that particular you know, part of his career. I think it was like six goals in five games. And then if yeah, he was on fire, wasn't it? Then I got think, him a new deal. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what everyone was saying, weren't it? You know, started playing at the end of his contract. I think, did he, did he get at trick as well against Norwich on, on last day of the season as well? Mm-hmm. But, Liam, what what were your thoughts on, uh, on Atty Newell? Mate, very much like my, uh, my thoughts on Patterson, to be fair. What puts a, puts a shift useful. in? Yeah, he was useful, weren't he? He was he was one of them. He was he was very useful. And then I don't know, not everyone, obviously, but then when when he did go, everyone like he, <laughs> this season. Oh, he done well in this league. He done well in this league. <laughs> I couldn't believe how many so. how many appearances he'd made. Two hundred and seventy seven appearances, fifty goals. And, mate, he scored some important goals as well. Well, the goal coming off the bench. Yeah, the goal in the snow against Leeds. That's that's one that sticks in my mind. Uh, is a is an important one. What did he did he score? He scored. Did he score against Watford to like spoil their promotion party as well? Yeah, he scored against Watford. Yeah, yeah, that was another goal there. I, just, I said I couldn't believe he was that that long. To be fair, signed under what Dave Jones. He scored on his debut as well. I don't know if you can remember that against QPR. QPR, yeah. Back, back in the way days, at Loftus Road. Yeah, at, at Loftus Road. Yeah, we played in that. Back together. in the days with his uh, with his long hair and what have you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everyone thought, who's this? Who's this Hatsune Miku kid? You know, like it was. How long was it Wednesday for? It must have been at least six years, wasn't it? Yeah, six, seven years, I think it was. So, Fair play. Fair uh, yeah. play. Um, I mean, he, he played. He featured quite a bit, and then you know, in and out of the side under the um, Carlos era, mm. weren't it? You know, um, struggled to get. Well, well, obvious, really. You know, when you've got like uh, Zhao, um, Hooper, Fletcher, Forestieri. All the other players um, in there as well. It's going to be difficult, isn't it? But uh, I mean, for me, I know you said you said there, Giles, that technically were very gifted. I don't think that kind of translated to the pitch on a Saturday afternoon. If I'm being perfectly honest, but mate, I, there were ta- mate, there were times when there was with yeah. his feet, with his feet, it was feet. unbelievable. I agree. Good, good I feet for a big agree. man. 
Yeah, not I even think... for a big man. Sometimes, not all the time. I'm not saying every week. Nutmegs, he, he definitely threw in a few nutmegs as well. Thing, the thing is, we had to, I, th- I think it's one of them ones. It's kind of the whole like Barry Bannon effect kind of thing. You know where we expect so much of Barry Bannon, but I think like a ten for Atinuyu would be like a seven for Barry Bannon in terms of his like performance. So I think you, I think you could lower it for me anyway. I, think I lowered my expectations a little bit. We, we had to, maybe I'm doing a bit of disservice, but you can't but deny. I think that's, I think that's more because of maybe one, his size, he was a bit slow and sluggish Two, he was a bit big. So I think maybe there's, you know, football, there's always a perception. Yeah. I mean, I just think if he wasn't, if he wasn't like that, then maybe you might look at him a bit different. Possibly. I mean, you can't deny he that. Got that. He got that kind of, I wouldn't say comedic, but do you know what I mean? People, like for what Giles is saying, because of his size and whatever else, everyone just thought he's his big... Big you know, lump. Big day. Yeah, yeah. Big day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you can't deny that, that coming off the bench, he did he did change games and like you said there, well, yeah, the he scored is, some important and, goals. But then because of his size and whatever else, they might stick two on him. So he free well, up space for... For other people from set pieces and there's all the stuff off the ball that I'm not saying, you know, he made blistering runs to pull players out of position, but there were things that he did that obviously. Well also you've got to think also you've got to think the the four or five strikers were there at the time. Forest Theory, there was Fletch, there was Hoops, um who else was there? There was Ati, Lucas Jao. Lucas Jao, yeah. It's like top that for me, top strikers in that division. So for him to stay, still make appearances and make starts, I think yeah, he's he, he's done very well. He done, and he did do very well, in my opinion. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, now I'm just going to uh, move on. Uh, now before we get into like the, the the main discussions in the debate show, I just want to talk about something that people may have seen on social media over the past couple of days. I mean, what what I'm talking about is that the awful abuse that one Sheffield Wednesday fan received on Twitter in the form of private messages after they made comments about that incentive you know that Doncaster Rovers are currently running for the female fans now she goes by the name of Owl or Nothing on Twitter uh, I'm just going to read some of the messages out that, that she received by one particular person um, you know they, they went on to say you hate men but you're watching a men's game stay in the kitchen you stupid bitch uh, I hope you get assaulted at football on God at least then females won't feel comfortable keep away from football no blokes want women at football, and I hope you end up like Sarah Everard. Now, I just couldn't believe what I was reading. Who said that? Some some bloke on on Twitter that's been you know in, into someone's direct messages, and I just can't believe how someone could go out of the way to make these sorts of comments, or for these comments to even like enter someone's head. I mean, I've got a daughter. You know, she's only four at the moment. How many how many daughters have you got, Giles? I've lost track, mate. Could be about <laughs> seven or eight. No, nah, but I've got three. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want her to grow up, and I'm sure you don't want your child to grow up feeling like they can't go to the football. Like when she's obviously she's only four years years old at the moment. When she's a little older, obviously I'll be taking her because I want to have like the same experiences that I've had at the football. You know, I don't want to be exposed to this sort of abuse later on. I'd be I'd be absolutely devastated. But I mean I, I reached out to Emma and um, I asked her to come on the show to be perfectly honest and she would have done if she weren't if she weren't busy. But I, I asked her a few questions and you know I asked her if it's put her off going to the games and, and she said she said no um but she'd never go alone and she's now more wary about contributing to to discussions and, and, and making of you know opinion heard and stuff. And you know she went on to say that these weren't the first messages either that that she'd received and and won't be the last start as well um 
I just want to say as well to all the female listeners that, that we have, you know, you're more than welcome to join in on our discussions, whether that's on this show or on our Twitter discussions that we might have. You know, everyone's opinion is is valued here. And I just find it really sad that we have to have these initiatives such as Her Game 2 for who for the record are doing obviously an amazing job at raising awareness of, of incidents such like such as this. Um you know, I think it's a great idea, but should we really need it in this day and age? You know, can't we just accept that Football's for everyone, no matter what age, gender, race, or religion. And uh, and if you're one of the minorities that think it's right to just abuse people, whether that be online or in person, I think you just need to take a hard look at yourself because you know you're not wanted on this podcast or at a football match or even society, to be honest. And I just wanted to make that point, like I heard, because like I said when I read it, I just thought, what even goes through these people's minds to even, you know, one to think it, but two to even you know, start sending these messages which are which are horrible. But yeah, I don't really want to have a discussion on that, but I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to make that make that point and, and just raise raise that. I'm sure if people see that sort of stuff at, at the games they'll um they'll point it out as as well. You know, like I said, women and any anyone's welcome, like I said, on um on this podcast or at, at Sheffield Wednesday, I'm I'm sure. Right, well let's get into the um to the main discussions then let's uh, let's talk about Cheltenham um first and foremost the 4-1 win uh, if you want to get involved then press that request to talk button on the bottom left and um and and get involved and let's have a chat about you know how you thought that 4-1 win when did it flatter did it flatter us um you know the at, at 2-1 it could have quite easily been a totally different different score if it weren't for the, you know the saves that the Bailey Peacock Farrell made. You know, we can talk about the um the home form which we've got, which is absolutely excellent at the moment. Forty four points we've scored at home, which is the most out of any team in the uh in the football league at the moment, which is uh which is crazy. Um Paul's come up. Paul mate, how are you? you Alright? I'm good mate. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Paul, you are not in the, you're not in the car for once. I'm not driving. I'm about to drive in fifteen minutes to go and play five aside and what? I thought, you know what? For a change, I'll ring when I'm not in the car. Five aside in the snow, is it today? Oh, mate, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I've made an error to make up numbers. Look at the weather; <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's freezing out there. I can't believe. I know. It. On I Saturday, we were in and play FIFA. To be honest, I can't believe no. that we were talking. You know, the weekend about like the the weather and how how amazing going to the match in shorts and oh. a t-shirt. And I've gone outside today and. Well, freezing it was horrible but um it's absolutely ranking it? go on then paul let's t- let's talk about to this 4-1 win at the weekend what did you think that the scoreline flattered us or did you think we were you know well deserved that 4-1 win i think it's in us i think i think the only thing that like sort of worries me is i saw it in the 6-6-0 we looked like a composed side we looked good we looked in shape and then there was a bit of tinkering going on the next game which i didn't really like I didn't like seeing story moved over, and then the the, the, the two draws that I saw it didn't really surprise me that um, the weekend result because I think it's there. It's just I just wish he stopped tinkering with things. Um, and I know that I think he said a lot of it's been brought brought in, um, but I can't help but thinking. I just wanted to say about um, you and Giles brought it up on uh, you guys. Sorry, all of you brought it up on. I think it was the last podcast where you were talking about contracts. Yes. I'm allowed to talk about that. Yeah, mate, that talk about whatever you me? want, Paul. Let's just let's message to everyone. You know, talk about whatever you want on here. You know, we're uh, we're all all over. You no, know, last season when we went down, there was numerous players out of contract 
And I always watch, you know, like anybody in jazz will have a better opinion of this, how players' minds are. But when I'm looking at Adam Reach going into a 50-50, I'm thinking, if he's on a pre-contract or if he's like he's got his career thinking, you know, I'm off somewhere. And I look at this season and I worry that you've got players like Mass, uh, various other ones that are crucial to us that, you know, if they are, if they do hear whispers of somebody signing them, are they going to put that foot in against your Oxfords or your MK Dons in a semi-pro? And it really worries me because they don't know where they're going to be. And, and, and I feel like some sort of thing by the club should be brought in to say, look, if we're in League One, you get this. If we go up, you get that. Just something to, like, give us, because I just think it's so dangerous to have so many players out of contracts. Yeah, I think that's what you said, in it, Giles, uh, at the weekend? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm 100% with you. It's it's always my worry as well when I look at that because, you know, being a player, I know that if you're coming into your last year of your contract, well, it's not it's last three months now, isn't it? Or six mm-hmm. weeks or whatever it, it is. As a player, you are thinking, well, you're out of contract. If I get injured, is that going to, you know, stop me getting a move or is it going to stop me getting a better contract? Of course, these mm-hmm. things play on, play on your mind. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to have other players that, well, they're going to use it to their benefit and think, well, you know what? I'm going to give everything. Well, I mean, like Ati knew you. <laughs> like Ati. <laughs> <laughs> like JJ. Like JJ as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like you, you, you can look at it in both ways um, to use it as, as your advantage. But I 100% agree with you to a certain extent that I don't know why Sheffield Wednesday do this. I just can't see why, like you said, they can't put something with a pre-contract where they say, if they stay in League One, you have to you have X amount of money. If we go up to the Championship, you get you get X amount of money. I just, I just don't understand why you're leaving players out of contract and, like you said, vital players that yeah. are going to play yeah. a big part if we're going to get promoted, right? So surely yeah. you want to give them a bit of a you know a, a, give them the best possible chance. Now, only the only thing I'd say on that one is I'm sure. If we were say in you know AFC Wimbledon's shoes or Doncaster Rovers or whatever, <clears throat> then probably the players then are thinking, well, we're going to get relegated anyway. You know, if I if I if I don't get a deal, <clears throat> I could probably move somewhere else. Whereas when we're um, when we're where Wednesday are and you know in the hunt for the playoffs, I suppose it might be a little bit different in that you know the, the team's playing well, the team's winning, and you just want to you just want to you know I suppose get them thoughts out of your mind because you just want to keep keep winning and keep going. I just find it weird. This club, you know, like a few weeks ago, there were talks of Patterson, they're talking about a new deal for Patterson, you know, and it's quite interesting you bring it with subjects of Patterson, who, you know, I think every, every team needs a shit house, basically. <laughs> I, I love him just for that. I just think he's a white, I think he's great at it. But um, just talking about his contract in regards to, um, you know, some some various papers had said that they're looking at me, you know, renegotiating. And I'm thinking, you've got Massimo Luongo there. You know, you've got these players that he's an international Luongo. And I read something not long ago, like Australia were looking at including him again. If that happens and he's got, what, one month left on his contract, I'm sure he's got a young family or something as well. And, you know, like Giles says, you've got to look at security. And it just, it's just madness. Let's on, the, let's on, on, on the flip side, though, for for example, Mass, who I think could play in the championship if he stays fit, does he want to commit to Wednesday in case they don't go up? Mm. Yeah, but that, that that's different then, right? Because well, then, but, but that, no, he's but got the option. He's got the but option. What, but, but Wednesday put one in place for him, and then at least fans yeah. would see that Wednesday have made an effort to try and to try and lock him down, 
And then if he doesn't want to sign it until the end of the season, well, that's down to him. Well, let's just let's just flip on its head for a moment, though. We've, you know, you could argue that we're in this situation now because we gave players big wages and big contracts, and you know, players got injured. Alman Abde, I'm looking at you. You know, Jordan Rhodes, given big contracts, big wages, and nobody wanted him, um, or nobody were willing to take him on or off, off our hands for to, and pay him the wages that. But James, were, hold, on, hold on, no one's no one's saying to give the players big contracts. No, but if but the, so what? So what we're doing is we're seeing what what division we're going to be in, um, and making a decision. Then maybe it's maybe it's risky. But, no, it's definitely but, risky that, isn't it? Going into in the playoffs. Can, well, why not pre-contract? Everyone can uh, can put a contract. In. You can put anything in a contract. I've said it before. Yeah. If we, if we stay in if we stay in League One, this is the this is the contract we're going to offer you. If we go up, this is what we can give you. Why why what difference does it make if they if they do that? Look at Mendes Lang for example. You know he's firing on all cylinders. He's probably getting back to where he was. He can just walk, and it's like you know it's great that he's had an effect for us, but. Somebody then goes and picks up Wednesday's work of building this player back up to, you know, it's, I, I just don't, I just find if, it. If you really look at just... it, sorry, Paul, if you look at it, it actually can can go against Wednesday because you're giving the players opportunities still to perform. And if they play well and you don't offer them something to the end of the season, they're going to have offers. And then they, they, that's when you start getting into a, into a, not a bidding war, but a wage war because mm. then clubs are going to come in start offering this. Players are going to go back with their agent. Agent's going to go to the club and say, well, he can get this. And then you end up in, a, in another situation where Wednesday were giving out big wages um, when they, they, they could have tied them down for less. Yeah, I mean, but don't then, get me wrong. I do, then, I do agree. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just playing purely playing playing. Yeah, yeah but, then, but then it's the same thing again as well, though. Because if you say, oh, we'll offer you X, but the player himself saying, I'm going to wait and see where you are. Even if you've offered it and they don't accept it, they can still walk at the end of the season, even if you have offered them something. So it's. I just think there should like, still be an offer. I just think there should still yeah. be an offer out there. And I think. Yeah. I know. And, I, and in terms of. Because we haven't. Obviously, as we've said all season, we've not been able to actually give a fee for anyone. Have we given slightly. Well, our wages are high anyway. But for because we couldn't give signing on fees and. Da, 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 I'm talking more the players. That weren't with us in the championship, like Berahino, uh, who else is that? I can't remember the flying. Have we given bumper wages because we couldn't give these signing on fees <laughs> or a fee for the player if they weren't a free? Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, I just think the club knows what players they want to keep on. More knows what players mm. he wants at the club next season. Yeah, hundred percent. Sort it out. Sort it out. The yeah. thing is as well, guys, just to say, just before I go, what, what worries me as well is, you, you know, I think we bought Luongo for one and a half million quid. He's an international. If he walks, we're paying money again. We've got to, we're going to be very lucky to pick up a free transfer, you know, for half decent player in the championship if we just let one walk away. I I, I don't, I just, I, it just, I just always worry. My headset now is worrying on the playoffs for this very reason. You know, how many people um, are in it and how many people are worried about getting a knock. Yeah, it's a it's a good point that you've made there, Paul. And uh, cheers for uh, cheers for raising that. I just want to bring uh, William in, mate. We're, thanks for uh, thanks for being patient there, William. How are you? you all right? I am, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for uh, coming on the show, mate. Yes. Yeah. What do you want to have to say? You do you want to wade in on this contract talk, or do you want to talk about the uh, the win at the weekend? Uh, I think. I, do, I thought Cheltenham were a decent team, to be fair. I only caught the second half, though. 
Okay, do, think, do you think the four one flattered us then, or? I think and Quali just about edged it towards the end. But I think if they were any decent team, it would have been a lot closer. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they've. they've you could say that they missed a few chances when it was two one. Although I think you know one were a fantastic save by Bailey Peacock Fowle. The other one were a um, a very good block by I think it was Harley Dean that slid in at the uh, at the near post. Um, yeah, so you know on a different day it, it could have it could have been a lot different, couldn't it? Yeah, easily. Well, I Wednesday should have had enough chances to maybe get ahead earlier uh, or equalise, but. Just, you, you, I think you've got your finger over your microphone, William. It's a bit, it's a bit muffled, oh, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's fine. I mean, what did you? I mean, did anyone impress you at the weekend? In, you know, for a, from a Wednesday perspective. Apart from the first half, I'd say I'd say Harley Dean was immense in the second half because he's just this player. He's obviously really experienced, and I think if Wednesday can try and get him to the end of the season because he doesn't look like he's going to stay firmly. I think so. We should try and get him on. Yeah, is he? I mean, he hasn't played a great deal, has he? But when he has played, I must, you know, I must admit, he has looked, he has looked solid. Um, him and Jordan Story have both looked, um, look, looked solid, you know, alongside Sam Hutchinson. And you know, even though I know we spoke at the weekend saying he looked a bit shaky, I'd still be, um, you know, confident having them three as the as the back three going to the uh, to the end of the season. Cheers for that, uh, pal. Uh, cheers for that, William. I just want to bring um, Liam on. Uh, Liam, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. What do you want to uh, have to say, Liam? Yeah, just about uh, the game at the weekend. Um, it was a really good win, considering we came from behind to win, which doesn't happen very often, does it? No, no. I mean, what what did you think when you know, when that goal went in after four minutes? We was, I just thought, oh no, I, I, were up, I were optimistic going into the game. I thought, you know, we could probably turn them over. I know we did in the end, but to go one 0 down so early on, I mean, the, the way that we bounced back, it, it showed great character, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if we didn't, I think we could have been in for a long afternoon. Uh, Cheltenham, to be fair to them, they came here and had a go, and caused us some problems. One of those chances that they missed at two one, it's two two, and we might not be sat here talking about a victory. Yeah, it was a great shot when it were it bonds that hit it against the like the the stanchion, not you know cross uh, the crossbar and the post. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I sit on the north stand, and I know Liam, you had a uh, an amazing view of that shot, didn't you, when it uh, rattled against the post? Yeah, it was right. It's referred to. Him. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, from my from my angle, I thought it was going you know high, wide, and handsome, and the next minute it's rattled off the off the crossbar, and I'm thinking, Christ, that you know, and obviously the rebound fell. Well, I won't say it fell kindly for for Alfie May, I think it were, but you know he's he's only about four foot two, isn't he? So he couldn't quite get his head on <laughs> on it. And yeah, we we live to fight another day. And do you, do you think that the that look is changing a little bit? Because you know you know a foot to the left, and I don't think Bailey, well, I don't think Bailey Peacock for our move, did he? No, definitely not. And he he made the save just before that as well. Um, and then the, and then the tackle from Dean. Uh, and then we went up the other end, and Jack Hunt finally getting his goal. Yeah, I was met up for him. Like he's been knocking on the door, for for weeks now. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy for him. It's been uh, long overdue. Yeah. Hopefully now he can kick on. Yeah, def- definitely. Well, you say you say kick on. I know we were talking at the weekend, um, you know about Nathaniel Mendes Lang and and um, 
whether he should come into the side. I know obviously started up front, it looks likely that, well, Berahino would go straight back in to partner Gregory. Would you entertain Mendes Lang playing instead of Hunt on that uh, on that right hand side, or do you think that's do you think Jack Hunt's kind of got that position nailed down? I think uh, Jack Hunt has to stay there on the right, and Johnson on the left is got that position locked down as well. I think Berahino. I think he only played one game for Burundi over the international break. So yeah, we're on Friday. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he came back unscathed, and um, I would. Uh, chuck uh, Berahino in on the weekend. What and put Mendes Lang on the bench? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think he's. Uh, well, he, he got what sixty, seventy minutes. He, he came through that well. I just think that when he drifted onto that onto the wing, um, at times he looked he looked very dangerous. He was running at their defence and causing them all sorts of problems. More problems than what Jack Hunt causes, if I'm being perfectly honest. And it's not you no know, nothing wrong on Jack Hunt. I just think that. When we're in these last seven games, I think we need more attacking threat. We need to be on the front foot, and you know, his attacking threat could you know could create us chances where we can you know we can get an early goal. And that's just my thoughts. Uh, Anyway, Liam, cheers for that, mate. Do uh, do appreciate. Do stay on, Um, Andy. um, Cheers for waiting along. Just want to uh, come to you, mate. How are you? All right. Yeah, I'm all right. Evening, all. just kick off with echoing your comments really on that female listener, uh, sorry, the female Wednesday fan who suffered that abuse online. Like you said, you just can't believe it happens in 2022. It's it's crazy to think about, but yeah, it's um, yeah, not not nice. Like I said, when I read it, I just I like I just couldn't believe what I was reading. To be fair, like I said, it's it's one thing to think them things, and it's another thing to actually go out your way to to send them to someone else as well, which is just yeah. Um, keyboard warriors and, and what have you. It's just not nice, and yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think, I think it's a great, great point. You know, it's a, great to, to to raise the awareness and and what have you. But um, but yeah, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. I mean, we had the other. Um, I forget her name now. Um, that's going to kicking myself now. But the other lady that came on that goes all the away games, but sits in the sits in the home end as well. So it's it's things like that that you know you want everyone to. To enjoy it and enjoy the atmosphere with all all our fans and and what have you. So um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of work to a lot of work to do. And I just didn't realise that that sort of stuff is is going on. But but yeah, um, are, are you going to talk about the uh, the game against Cheltenham or are you are we waiting on the on the contract chat? <laughs> probably team selection. I think okay. is um, probably a good talking point. I think picked up what you guys said Sunday night when I listened to it Monday morning. I, th- I think we go with the same team that started. Maybe Berahino for Mendes Lang. I think Wimbledon will probably sit in a little bit deeper than Cheltenham. If, I think thinking back to Saturday, they they pushed up quite high Cheltenham, which kind of left a bit of space. We were able to play between the lines a little bit. So I think AFC Wimbledon might sit a bit deep. No, they've got the new manager, so fingers crossed the dreaded new manager bounce doesn't happen. Yeah, obviously you know they're not an awful run of form. I mean, to be fair, all the teams down at the bottom, I think the the bottom five teams. Doncaster, the informed side, with two draws out of the last five, which shows how, how bad they all are. Um, I think that says it all, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think this league has been a strange one in that you know you've got the teams at the top who were who were pretty much winning every single week, and then you've got the teams at the bottom which you know can't even can't even pick up a point. Um, I just I just yeah. have that thing in back of my mind, you know. You always have, whenever there's a team that's on a bad run of form, you know, we, we've said it. But I think I think we've changed. Though, I think you know from the start of the season, we're 
we're a, we're a totally different outfit, aren't we, at the moment? Absolutely. I think um, just picking up on the point on Jack Hunt and Mendes' line debate on the right hand side, I think you've got to stick with Hunt. I mean, he's been in great form last few weeks. Finally, gets his goal. I think to effectively drop him on Saturday. Uh, I know Mendes' line may be on paper more effective going forward, but kind of think of him thinking of it as a team unit. Uh, I think Jackson a great job on the right hand side, and I think dropping him would be be a, be a wrong message to send. I think really, but we know we know Darren Moore likes to tinker a little bit, so it wouldn't be surprising. But for me, I'd probably go same team with probably Berahino starting up top for Mendes Lang. Yeah, I think we said as well at the weekend how how important I think it is for for like the the back three to kind of stay as it is until the end of the season. Um, you know, we've not got any. Well, the, the only midweek game we've got is what Fleetwood. I know we play Saturday or we play Saturday Tuesday as well, don't we? Over Easter as well. Um, do you want you know Hutchinson, Dean, and Story to to see out until the end of the season? Obviously, barring any any injuries. Yeah, if they're fit, they they they're playing all the time. Unless there's a massive drop in form or confidence with one of them, I think you have to get some consistency and continuity. I think you guys were right. They looked a bit rusty first half. I think Dean looked a little bit shaky. Uh, we, we we just need to nail that three down now and if they're fit and they're in form let's play them because they, they need to build up that understanding I think that's that's the key part for those three at the back yeah I mean how confident are you that we're going to get the playoffs I mean you look at the the, the games we've got we've got a fairly favourable uh, fixtures coming up I mean you think, I think Plymouth have got an absolutely awful run of games they play pretty much everyone that's around us until now, until the end of the season. Um, other other teams, I think uh, Plymouth, Plymouth have got Oxford this weekend as well. Um, what, obviously, they're gonna, there's going to be teams that are going to slip up. You know, draws are probably the best the best for us. Uh, I mean, that, you know, how many how many points do you think we need out of these, what, seven games? What's that, 21 points? How many points do you think we need to secure the playoffs? I think something like 12 will do it. I think I think twelve will be fine. I think the the games the teams are playing in and around each other. The 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 points toll is going to be high, but I I think it's not going to take yeah it's not going to take anything daft like fifteen or anything like that. I think they're just the teams are just going to be dropping points just naturally because they're playing against each other. One one thing I would like to stress is probably the importance of if we could finish third or fourth. Obviously, I know you want to finish higher possible, but that second leg in the playoffs being at home, I think would be a huge advantage for us. You know, if you if you imagine, let's say we finish, I don't know, fifth, and we get to play Plymouth. You know, we got to go away. Yeah, you know, if it's anything like it was against Brighton, it's home Friday, away Monday night. I mean, let's say you know we go down there with a one goal lead. Would you fancy us on our recent record at Plymouth's home ground to to go over to go down there and hold on to a one nil on a Monday night? I'm not sure. I know we're a bit of a different beast now than earlier on in the season, but it's uh, I would like us to have that second leg at home. I think that would be. A huge advantage for us yeah all, all i can i've been kind of playing it out in, in my head and what have you i've just been thinking rotherham if we can get rotherham in playoffs like maybe they finish third we finish sixth or whatever to you know to beat them and then maybe a, a sunderland in the final just purely for the facts of the fans um you know to see a packed out wembley with you know forty thousand wednesday nights and forty thousand mackhams on the other side um it would certainly be a decent atmosphere, but to be, to be honest, I'd, I'd take anything. Um, however, however it comes, whoever whoever we come up against, you know, um, I'd, I'll take anything at the moment. Um, cheers, uh, cheers for that, Andy. Do uh, do appreciate it, um, Peter. Just ch- cheers for waiting, mate. Um, what do you want to have to say? 
What do I want to have to say? Well, after, <laughs> evening, by the way. You okay, pal? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, mate. Uh, thanks, well, for, thanks still, for joining us. No problem. I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the. Uh, having come out of the, uh, we're nailed on for the playoffs camp, and last week, I'd done my little spreadsheet and. Are you, uh, are you still on track, Peter, with what you've, uh, what you've yeah, said? Yeah, I got all three. Hey, I wish you'd had a bet on them. I've got all, I've got all three results right so far. But and and I know I, I, I put the post up as uh, on the on the WhatsApp group. This, on the uh, sorry, on the Twitter page this morning about the poor form of the bottom five. Um, but oh, I, I don't know if anybody's spotted. But ev- there's only one team out of the top eight playing away this week, this weekend. That's Plymouth there at Oxford. Every other side's at home, including including the two outside the top six. So this week is big. Um, I'm, 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 I'm still going to be the tempest of doom because I'm still in that camp at the minute, and I, I still think we're going to finish seventh. I hope, I hope, I hope, like everybody else on this podcast, I hope, I hope I'm proved wrong, but I think we're going to finish on eighty-two points, which I reckon is going to be one, maybe two points short, and yeah. that's without that's without losing any games. I think we'll win every home game and we'll draw every away game. I hope I'm wrong. What and you think? And you think? I mean, just looking at it now, you've got Sunderland who are two points behind us. Uh, Wickham, they're three points behind us. Obviously, we're just in that final place. You know, Ipswich, they're making a bit of a charge, but they're still five points behind. Ipswich, Ipswich they're not. They ain't going to get a look. Ipswich have, for, for Ipswich to get anywhere near the playoffs, they have to win every single game. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But that's. We, we, I mean, it, it, you mentioned a few minutes ago about Plymouth. I mean, Plymouth's got they're away at Oxford, home to Burton. Then they've got they finish off the last four games. They've got Wickham, Sunderland, Wigan, and MK Dons. I mean, that is a nightmare. Yeah, it is. I mean, no, like I said, it's we, not good. we we just want draws out of the, out of those games. To be perfectly honest, uh, the, the way I, the way I see it, I, I'm I'm looking at more of you know you look at the teams that are below us. I'm not really bothered about what Oxford, Plymouth, MK, Wigan are doing. You know, it's more, you know, the Sunderland games. You know, the, the teams that can catch us, kind of thing. The the, the less teams that, you know, as as games go on, I mean, there's another seven games left to go in there. And, you know, as they go on, the the less teams that can catch us, the the easier it's gonna gonna feel. But... Yeah, well, I, I I still think I think the last two places, I think Rotherham, Rotherham, Wigan, Rotherham, Wigan, MK Dons, they're going to be the top three in what whatever order. And then I think the last the last four places are going to be between Plymouth, Oxford, Sunderland, Wednesday, and Wickham. So, and it's for me that's it. Uh, and it's going to be you need that eighty three, eighty four points desperately. Um, and it, it's like I, like I said a few minutes ago. I think that because the the bottom five or six are in such poor form, and the top seven or eight, all right. The bubble's going to burst with two or three teams, but the bubble and the bur- ain't going to burst for for five or six of them, is it? That's definitely not going to happen. Uh, I can see Rotherham coming unstuck. I see, I really can, uh, and I, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to play them in the playoffs. I really would. There would be a decent atmosphere that wouldn't it. I mean, I wonder, oh. how, I wonder how many United fans have been away in for that game. Well, yeah, plenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, just just on the um, back to the, the Cheltenham game for a second. I mean, obviously Jack Hunt scored, Massimo Luongo scored. That makes it nineteen different goal scorers in the league for us this this season. You know, uh, Lee Gregory, 
he's got eight. I think is it so Bannon's got nine. I think in the yeah. no, sorry, I think they've both got nine now, aren't they? With the, the goal that Gregory scored, um, is that a good thing that the goals are being shared around, or, or would you prefer to see, you know, the likes of Gregory with maybe fifteen, sixteen oh, goals? I'm, I'm, I, I like to see, I, I like to see them shared around because I mean I, I think the the plus side of that is as you said a few minutes ago about Darren Moore is tinkering so if they are shared around then at least whoever he drops or whoever he brings in there's a fair chance that somebody's going to be in some kind of half decent scoring form. Uh, Lawongo doesn't score many, does he? Baez started scoring quite quite regularly. Uh, Bannon scores. Reasonably well, well, well Bannon's having his best season that he's ever had yeah. in terms of uh, goal John, contributions. Johnson's pretty useful with the assists. Uh, the, the, the sort of discussion earlier about Mendes, Lang, and Hunt. I mean, I, I came on a few weeks ago, and our, our gobsmite that Berry Eno scores a hat trick. <laughs> he start, he starts, he starts off a game the game after, and he, we haven't seen him since. You know, where, 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 you know, this. It, What's all that about? So there's a good chance he might not play Jack on, on Saturday, uh, and he'll play Mendes Lang instead. But not that I, I want that to happen because I want Unty to play. Obviously, uh, have but, you been impressed with Jack Hunt this season? Then, oh yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, for his for his age, we always know he's, he's probably using his experience to 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 his own and to our advantage. Obviously, but it's uh, I, I think he's been tremendous. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously. The guy who nobody's mentioned for a few weeks now because he's injured is Liam Palmer. Because he'll, he'll come in and do a steady, he'll come in and do a steady job if anything happens to Hunter. Well, I think there were some pictures on on the official website today of him in training. Uh, it looks like he was the, the physio or what have you doing his rehab. So I'm, I'm sure he's not going to be far mm. off and he'll be he'll be back. It, it's amazing that there is quite a few players that we've not spoke about. You know. Um, when you look at Dennis Adeniran, you know he were like he were first name on the team sheet earlier on in the season. Obviously, I know he's been injured for for a while now, but he don't get he don't even get a get a sniff. You know, Lewis Gibson, but, another, another one that uh, yeah, a few I weeks mean, ago. But and, and the other one that is, is he has he has started mentioning is uh, who's, who's been back in training a week, and I reckon he might be on the bench this week. Is Shadipo? Yeah, I mean he could be. You know, he, he could be key as well. You know, I think in his running, you know, there's seven games left until the end of the season. Ten if you if you include the uh, the playoff games. And I think we well, need Shadipo. Shadipo cannot possibly be any worse than Canberra. <laughs> well, I think they play different positions, but I know exactly. What you, I know exactly what you mean. We just, we just need impact people on the. If we're we not going to start, we need people on the bench when things aren't quite going the way that they should. Because I'm sure we're going to have. You know, it's not going to be playing sailing from from now to the end of the season there's going to be times where we are under the cosh and and perhaps need to you know we might be a goal down or or it's you know struggling to break the deadlock and I think we need there's been there have been many times this season where we've had players on the bench that can that can change it I know when we played Doncaster who would have thought that Patterson and Berahino would have been the two that that changed the game and Gibson as well but they're the yeah. they're the people that we need and I, I don't think we've had that for for quite some time this uh, this season. Um, cheers for that, um, Peter. Thank you very much. Do do, do stick around uh, as always. And just to, just a note for everyone else that's 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 up here as well. If you uh, if we're talking about something you want to have you say as well, just press that little heart icon at the bottom and, and just press the the hand icon, and then um, I'll know that I'll that you want to have something to say. Um, and we're going to come to uh, Luke, but he seems to have uh, seems to have dropped off. But let, let's let's talk about Callum Patterson because we were, obviously uh, 
Giles were riling everyone up at the, at the weekend, saying, "Come on, let's let's have a chat about about Callum Patterson and what people uh, people think about him." Um, just just before we start, Liam Russell um, on Callum Patterson, you're you're on the on the side of he perhaps gets a bit more criticism than uh, than he than he perhaps Under, needs. Underappreciated is probably there. <laughs> the word I'd use. Do you know what I mean? I well, well, do, do, you think, said- do you think that's for his his goal contributions, or do you think that's other things that he that he does as well? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, obviously, like you said, he's Marmite, but, and, you know, I've seen people slating him for being daft on the pitch and being a bit of a joker, but surely that can, you know, can't be anything but good <laughs> for for the for the morale of the team and stuff like that. Do you not, do you not think that I mean, some? Yeah. I mean, some people. And if he used to get stuck in and stick a shoulder in and whatever else, he does it, doesn't he? So yeah, some people have said that he gives probably gives too many silly fouls away. Perhaps concentrates yeah, a little bit thing, too but, much but, on the on the shit than the actual game task in hand. I mean, you can say that, but he's one of them that just. It was the same with Fletch. Same with a few players like that. They they get they get fouls given against uh, they get fouls given against him and never get them given for him. Like I can't remember what game it was the other week. Oh, what game was it now? Because I was fuming. I can't remember. But like as soon as Patterson fucking put a breath on one of their defenders, they went down big centre arms. But then they could have rugby tackled him. And he probably wouldn't have got a foul. So it's just. That's probably down to it's his reputation. The the, isn't it? It's just the nature of the player. Well, I don't know if it's reputational because of his stature, because he's quite a big, big lad, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure the referees look and go, "Wait a minute, he's on nine yellow cards." Uh, yeah, he, he, he fouls quite a bit. I'm sure they look, they must look at that. They, they've got to do just like we do as uh, scouting and what have you. I think the ref, refs look at like, who, "Who am I going to give a yellow card to this this week?" But. Uh, but yeah, if anyone wants to have a uh, have their say on uh, on Callum Patterson, we'll know what your thoughts are. Um, you know, is he does he like I said does he get the uh, does he warrant the criticism that he gets from certain section of fans? Or are you one of those that that criticise him? Let, let us uh, let us know. I'm just going to come to uh, just going to come to Luke. He's back. He's um, he was here before, but now he's uh, he's back on. Luke, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah. Good. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry, here we go. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Sorry about that. It's all right. Yeah, what, we're talking about Callum Patterson. What's your thoughts on on Callum Patterson? He you know, get, gets quite a lot of stick, but you know Liam thinks it's a bit, you know, not not warranted. I'm, I'm with Liam actually. Uh, yeah, I think uh, obviously he's not the most talented player uh, that we've got. I think I think we know that. If everyone's fit, he probably doesn't start. But 
it's 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 hard to actually I think hold anything against him. I think it's pretty harsh if anyone does because he he's done a job for us in so many different positions and players like that are just are worth their weight in gold really, especially when we've had the kind of injury record that we have have had this season as a squad. I think you can't really look past that. I think if if he puts in some decent performances between now and the end of the year, then why wouldn't he be in the running for the player of the season? I think he's he's one of the players who have come in and helped out probably more than any. And there's probably been, yeah, like, like I said before, probably worth his weight in gold this season to us, really. Yeah, do, do you not think that, like I just said then, that he perhaps concentrates a bit too much on the on the shithousery and kind of, you know, tackling the goalkeeper and, you know, shoulder barging the, the opposition rather than actually focusing on what the, on, on the task in hand. Do you, not, do you not think that or do you think he kind of balances that out quite well? Uh, well, personally, I think that we probably need a bit of that, don't we? Uh, and we've probably lacked uh, that for probably at the beginning of the season. We're shouting out for a bit of shithousery, uh, especially at certain times, uh, and especially when other teams and other clubs were doing it to us and uh, winding winding the the crowd up so forth. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think every uh, team needs that anyway. I think it can take the pressure off sometimes as well. So no, no, nah, I don't I don't think that's an issue as long as he's doing what he needs to do on the pitch as as well. Uh, then then yeah, crack on with it. Cheers for that, Luke. Uh, Andy, you've got your hand up. Uh, Nick, I'll come to you in a in a second, mate. But yeah, Andy, what do you want to say? Yeah, just on Callum Patterson, um, I agree with most of what's been said. You know, he works hard for the team puts himself about, always gets 100%. And, you know, after watching some of the players we've had down at Hillsborough over the past few years, you know, that's that's the bare minimum we expect. Um, if we do go up, I, I would be disappointed if we give him a contract, if I'm being perfectly honest. I don't think he's good enough for the championship. I don't even think he's a squad player in the championship, to be honest, just given, given our ambitions, what it would be. I just, yeah, I think League One, yeah, we're great. He'll do a job for us. Maybe Andy, Andy sorry to, to interrupt you. You do know that Callum Patterson has played most of his games in the Championship and the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, I do. But you still but, don't think he's a Championship player? Not not a top-half Championship player, no. But who says that Sheffield Wednesday are going to go up and be in the top half of the Championship? Well, surely that's got to be our aspiration. But do we know? Are, are we going to pump money in? Are we going to ha- have players that are you know, going to be striving for that. Like, it depends on the budget, doesn't it? It does, but I, I think our recruitment has changed, though, from when Chancery first came in. I think we, we are looking a little bit more smarter in terms of recruitment when you look at the likes of players that have come in. I'd like to see us look at more players like Dele Bashiru, you know, kind of get them on a, you know, one or two year development programme. So we've got that kind of young youthfulness coming through. I think we we, we are heavily reliant on the older players this year which is fine if they do a job and get us up but I think to be sustainable and look to push in the championship we we need to carry on I mean if you, like if, if, if you look on um, like I said on salarysport.com I don't know how accurate that information is that's that's on there because it says that Giles gets about 50 grand a week but um but yeah on, the, <laughs> on there you've got Callum Patterson down as um 12 grand a week which is there's Bailey Peacock Farrell Barry Bannon and then the next in line is Callum Patterson, so he's one of the the highest earners at the club. And and you look you look at that and you think, is he is he worth? He says he is six hundred and twenty four thousand pound a year. Do we do we get enough value at at Callum Patterson than say, you know, George Byers, who's on half his wage? Nah, well, I I, I'm going to put him there. He was on. He's probably coming on a contract when we were in the championship. 
a lot of those players have left. You know, we were paying a, a lot higher wages when he first came into the club, I'd say. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we're, saying, we're saying contribute and compared to buyers, he's contributed more than buyers in terms of games and what different positions he's played and done a job in. I know Byers has come in and played really well and started scoring, but I'd say he's probably contributed over the season more than Byers. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because we, we, I think we're all on agreement that when everyone's fit, <clears throat> you, don't, you don't get a sniff in the side. And then you think, you know, can we... Can we have someone like that, or are we best? Well, but uh, would you rather have him or someone that's always injured? Well, that's it. I'd be giving him. I'd be giving him a contract straight away. Yeah, but the thing it's is, not, you, it's probably not on the current might. wages, though. Not, on, I mean, not lot with what he's currently on. You, if, well, if, if, let's, let's say we're no, paying no, no, League no. One. Obviously, if we don't go up, but I mean, Harley I mean, Dean, Harley Dean would never injured until they came. Harley Dean would never injured until they come to Sheffield Wednesday. So I suppose <laughs> you can't really go, go on that one just because he's not been well, injured before. No, but, it's, no, but he's yeah, but he's been here for how long? But he's. No, I definitely, agree with Andy. I definitely agree with Andy on that, where if we do stay in League One, 12 grand a week for Callum Patrick. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I don't think he'd get that if we stayed yeah. in League One. But... but I'm just thinking, if he does, if we do go up or we do stay, is he not a player for, like, as a squad player? Would you not want right. to give him the, I'm not saying that you give him the same money. I'm not definitely not saying that. But I'm saying if you gave him, I don't know, half the money if we stayed, if we stayed in League One, give him six grand a week to be a squad player and potentially probably maybe he might play a big part next season potentially if we stayed in League One. I'd, I'd give him I'd keep him as a squad player in the championship personally. Do you, do you think he'd take that though Giles? If you, if you cut his wages in half you know he may be able to squeeze eight out at a lower end championship club you know and then like, like we were talking yeah, about earlier. possibly you know? but again it's got to come into into what you know the, the Sheffield Wednesday really think and their budgets and stuff at the end of the day if Moore doesn't think he's going to play uh, as regularly as he may like, then you've got to you've got to be reasonable, right? Twelve grand a week's a lot of money in League One. Now, if we do go up, I still think twelve grand a week in the Championship is a lot of money, considering where the wages are at the moment. So I think, yeah, I think you, if if it's six to eight grand a week, um, Chef Wednesday offer him, then I don't think that's that bad. Yes, he might be able to get more, but that's down to him. Who knows if he'll be able to get more? I just think you've got a, you've got a kind of it's got to be right for Sheffield Wednesday. We don't need to be silly now and start offering silly silly contracts. At the end of the day, you offer them. If they don't accept it, they don't accept it. Yeah, I'm just going to throw another one, another question out there. Then, so of this current team, then who's who's good enough for the championship? If slash when we get promoted, be optimistic there. Um, and, and who who's perhaps not cut out to be to be in the championship. Uh, I just want to, um, it looks like Adam, I think it's Adam from the uh, Armed Forces Supporters Club. Uh, he's got his uh, got his hand up. So uh, Adam, I'll come to you, mate. Hi, mate. You all right? It is, it is Adam, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is, mate. Yeah. Well, we're both Adam, so you're well, quite lucky in that one. There we go. <laughs> Nick, Nick, I haven't forgot about you. We'll come to you in a, in a second, mate. I do, do apologise. Go on, Adam. What do you want to have to say? Um, I think the Patterson one's pretty pretty easy for me. Um, I, I think you've got to offer him a contract. Um, he is an invaluable squad player for the variety of positions he can play. He performs a really good role for us. I agree when is when everyone's fit, he doesn't start. Um, but with the amount of injury problems that our squad seems to accumulate, and you've got a player there that never gets injured, you've always got someone you can call upon. 
He's not brilliant. And I think even he would admit that. But he always puts the effort in and he scores the goals that Canberra, who puts effort in, doesn't. Yeah, are you happy with Callum Patterson's performances then this season? He's played what? Uh, he started 25 games. He's come off the bench eight, eight times. Are you are you happy with, with how, he's, how he's been performing? Um, I'd say I'd say he's probably been a 7 out of 10 for us this season based on the quality of football he can put out. Um, he's not a, a flash player. He's not a player that's going to run past three players and fill one top corner. If you want him to sort of play like that, then Callum Patterson isn't the man that you're looking at. Um, he is the man who will be there to support another striker, to lay off the balls to midfielders such as Bannon and Byers and Luongo with the quality they've got um, to be able to do more with the ball. Um, I do think he could do better sometimes. I agree with a couple of past callers saying he gives away a few too many stupid fouls, but sometimes the fouls he puts in, I don't actually think are fouls and the referee just sees a big, a big bumbling bloke running around up front, knocking defenders over and thinks he's fouling them. And in all that, you know, in all facts, he's, he's probably not. He's, you know, I like him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think he gets the, you know, some people give him a bit of a rough end of the stick. You know, if you look on social media, you know, whenever the team sheet comes out or whenever, I mean, we've asked the question a few times, you know, who, who's going to partner Gregory up front? And it's it's like, you know, anyone anyone apart from So Canberry and Callum Patterson. So uh, he, he gets thrown into, into that equation sometimes. Do you think that's a bit unfair on him? Um, potentially. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I am sometimes very much in the crowd. If, if I see Gregory and Patterson, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, not again. But that's because... Do you think they're too similar? Do you think they're too similar? Yeah, that, that's that's exactly the problem. Um, they're too similar and Gregory's better at the job. You know, Gregory's not someone who's going to be a massive aerial threat, but to be up there as a hold-up player, to chest the ball down and release it to other players, Gregory is a better player at that. If you have So up top with Patterson or you have Berahino up top with Patterson or God bless Windass gets fit again, you have him up top with Patterson. It's a different story altogether. I, I wouldn't see a problem. But yeah, Gregory at the side of him is, is just too similar. And once the opposition works out how to stop that, it doesn't appear like Darren Moore's got much idea of a plan B. Yeah, definitely. I think, sorry, sorry, Jen. I think the big thing there, Adam, right, uh, about Callum Patterson, and for anyone that has their doubts about him, yes, I think everyone has established he might not be the greatest footballer. Um, yes, he works hard. Uh, yes, he winds people up. People like like that. But I think the big one is that I think a few people have said he is very reliable. He's never injured. But the other thing is is that what, what Liam said is how many different positions can he can he play? Now for a manager, that is that is a good uh, a good thing to have in a player. Even though some players might think, "Oh, I don't want to play there," but if if a manager can 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 put a player in many in different sorry in a, in a lot of different positions, then that is an asset, a hundred percent an asset, and that's why for me, I feel like he should be offered a new deal. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. You, you've you've got him on the bench. And that means that you can open up so many different opportunities. So you have him on the bench and it doesn't matter if you've got another three strikers on the bench now, because if you need someone to play in centre mid, he's not the best centre mid in the world, but he can play there. If you need someone who can play out wide to be able to cover a defensive position or at centre back, you've got someone who can cover that position. Uh, Giles, I completely agree. Well, ju just on starting positions, um, I mean, he's made 19 starts as a, 
what the class is a forward. Uh, he started twice as a as a right sided midfielder, twice as a centre back, twice as a attacking midfielder in the middle, uh, and then once as an attacking midfielder out out wide. He's also made eight substitute appearances as well. He doesn't tell me where which positions is coming, but I think the substitute appearances has been here, there, and everywhere, filling in and and filling in a gap, and and he has been moved around during the game as well. So, um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely, definitely versatile as well. Uh, Nick, I'm going to come to you. You've been sat there patiently. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. You? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, yeah. What, what's your take on Callum Patterson then? I think, I think he's a better footballer than some people credit him for. And um, the reason I say that, if people can remember back to last season, Cardiff at home, where he came onto that ball, I think it was full on the volley straight into the bottom corner. Yeah, well, to be fair, I thought that when I thought that he would have said that were his best goal, but he picked out the Wigan one, which I thought were a bit fortunate. But yeah, I thought I thought the goal against Cardiff were absolutely you, top draw. You're not you're not a I mean I'm, any any player really in, in our squad, they're not bad footballers. They might not look as good as some other but but if you put them in a, a five a side game against most of us tonight they'd run rings round us all, let's let's be honest. But I think he's he's a better footballer than people give credit credit for. I think he's probably with the strikers we've got, with Gregory, with with Berahino, with Windass, if if he ever does come back, I think he's he's a little bit like New Who. I think he's better off the bench to to bring him on for maybe twenty thirty minutes at the end, and you've got this bloke who's coming on, who's going to run about, who's probably the best part fourteen fifteen stone, and the centre halves who are already knackered chasing around some quicker players, going to be like, oh, you know, I've got another half an hour just getting knocked knocked about now. If that makes sense, um, the money side of things. It's not his fault he's on 12 grand a week. He's come in as a Scottish international who's played in the Premier League, who's scored in the Premier League, who's scored in the Championship. The money side of things isn't his issue. He's, he's, he's earned that contract. He's been given that contract or whatever. I, I agree with what people have said. I'd, I, give him, I would give him another contract because we know what we've got with him, but not on the same money because especially if we're in League One, you can't, for me, you can't have your third highest earner as a, as a utility player, your third highest earner has got to be uh, that twenty goal a man season. If you're if you're paying twelve grand a week in League One, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, like we were saying at the, at the weekend, you look at his his goal return when he's been playing as a, as a striker, and it's it's the same, but near enough the same as what he is for Lee Gregory. So you know, you can't, you know, all right, he's not going to score. I don't think he's going to score a Wilder, although we have just said that you know the goal he scored against Wigan and uh, and Cardiff weren't too bad but the goals he has scored this season have been you know your scrappy goals in inside the box inside the 6 yard box I look to the the uh, the Doncaster game where he puts his head there where you know other players aren't going to going to put their head down there and you know in in that game he pretty much turned the game on its head and and we went on to win that game and so I think they're the, they're the types of goals that we've been missing like especially yeah, um Especially like last season as well, but but he is that player that can that can do that. Uh, it's it's just I think it's just unfortunate that. Um, do, do do you think the fact that he is a utility player and he perhaps don't know his best position and Darren Moore don't know his best <laughs> position hinders him in terms of um, people's perspective, like perception of him. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think they've said that in the past. And I'm not talking about Callum Patterson or such, but you could look at players all over the league. You put players in the Premier League. I think there's plenty of pundits that have stated about various players that say sometimes it goes against them being a utility player um, because because they don't know the best position. I think the final thing I just want to say on Callum Patterson is the one thing I was disappointed with him. He was he was obviously brought in in the Championship 
when we, and we brought him as a striker. I don't know if you remember the interview on on YouTube when it was him and, and maybe Bannon. And and the the question to him was, what's your best position? And he said, centre half. And I kind of thought, well, hang on a minute, mate, you were brought in as a centre forward and you see your best centre position as centre half. That that didn't sit very well with me, if I'm honest, but that, that's the final thing I just wanted to say on him, really. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, cheers for that. Uh, cheers for that, Nick. Um, just looking at the, the time, I mean, let's, um, let's just move on to to Wimbledon then at the uh, at the weekend obviously another another home game we've been absolutely class at home this season you know uh, only lost two games we've been talking you know, the talk of Hillsborough becoming a bit of a fortress and what have you something that we've not said for, for quite some time now um, obviously Wimbledon have just signed a new manager or they sacked sacked a manager after the defeat of the weekend and um, they brought in Mark Bowen Someone I, I must admit I don't really know much much about him. I've I've done the usual Wikipedia um, research, and and yeah, you know he's he was he was the Reading manager back in uh, 2019 for a year. Um, what I, what I found funny is that he were, he were actually uh, the sporting director tasked with finding a, a new manager, and um, he actually got the job himself. So I thought that was a bit a bit strange, but yeah, he's uh, you know he's. He's, he took over as the the Wimbledon manager. You know, you get that. You know, everyone talks, don't they, about that new manager bounce and uh, and whatnot. Is that really a thing, Giles? The new manager bounce is that actually? A, I know everyone talks about it, but is that really something that that happens? Giles, are you there, mate? Liam, what do you what do you think? New manager bounce <laughs> is it? Is it something that uh, is it something that happens? Um, I mean. <sighs> It seems more often than not it does. Or do you think but, it's just a myth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, obviously, players... The thing is, when a new manager comes in, obviously, you think they might have watched a bit of the team, they've got their own ideas of who can play, it might open up new um, opportunities for players maybe that haven't been around the side, etc. and people want to prove the worth, if that makes sense. So, there probably is always an uplift from the players, but... Sunderland didn't win with any manager. You know, I don't think they did. I might be wrong, but I think more often than not, teams do seem to win. I mean, I, I think yeah. I think you look and you know Wimbledon when they come into. I think if it's at their ground, I think it might be a bit different. But you've got Wimbledon, who you know, I, I don't want to use that big club, small club mentality, but they are they are a small club. You know, it's it's the first time that they've uh, that they've come to Hillsborough. I know we had the same uh, the same thing last week with with Cheltenham and. Um, you know, some of them players that have played there, you know, won't have, uh, you know, won't be used to playing in front of twenty odd thousand fans that will be there on on Saturday. And y- y- I think when a new manager comes in, you know, he ain't got long, has he? He, he was appointed today, so he's got what two days, a day and a half for a training to kind of implement what he wants to see and have a look at the look at the players. And he, I mean, they haven't won for twenty games. It is that the last win that they had were the seventh of December against Accrington away, which was ages ago. You know, they've they've drawn a handful of games. They've what, five, seven, ten games that they've drawn and they've probably well they've, and they've lost ten as well. So they're gonna be they're in dire like dire straits, you know, sat in the relegation zone. Um you know, the the I don't I'm not, I'm not saying it's gonna be an easy game, but but you look at it and think with our home form, it's gotta be a it's gotta be an easy easy game. Giles, you're there, mate. Is is um this new manager bounce, is it a thing or not? Well, I'll be honest with you. Yesterday, I was confident and I was like, yeah, 2-0, 3-0. Uh, 
now they've just appointed a new manager, you know, it, it does change things. And I'll tell you why, because there's going to be players out of contract at AFC Wimbledon. There's going to be players that not, are not sure if the manager likes them or not. So you're always going to have that first game where, however you, whatever you think, players are always going to lift their performance when a new manager takes charge of the first game. Always. Because he's, the, the players are trying to impress. Do so you think that's me, not going to play into our... It's actually going to be a tougher game than I thought, I'll be honest with you. Do you not think it's going to perhaps play into our hands a little bit? Because we've said all the time that when, you know, when we come up against the Accrington and Gillingham, when they've when they've just sat in and and played for a point and and let's be let's be truthful like a point for AFC Wimbledon on Saturday would feel like three especially in the in the position that they're in obviously three would be a massive help for them but a point you know nobody's picking points up down near the bottom uh, and from, from come to Sheffield Wednesday and and get a point would be would be massive but do you think if if they are going to perhaps raise the game and they might want to play a little bit more attacking and show what they've got we we, we all know that. You know, a team that does that against us and, and we can pick them off, I won't say quite easily, but it's an easier task for us, isn't it, than a team that just sits in and parks the bus? Yeah, listen, I don't know how they're going to set up. I don't know what, I don't really know much about the manager either. Well, tw- 20 games like, without a win, they're not going to come out and go all guns blazing, are they, to be fair? Yeah, yeah. But like you said, that's how, that's, that, that's how we, we think they're going to play, right? They're not going to come out, but we don't know what the new manager. You know, we don't know what his his philosophy is. We don't know how he how he's going to set up. Um, but like I said, one thing we do know is the players at AFC Wimbledon are hundred percent going to be at it because it's a new manager. And listen, I still think we will win the game, but I was a lot more confident yesterday in the result than I am today when I've seen a new manager being appointed. I know he hasn't got long, but just being a player, I know. I know what it's like when a new manager comes in. You are automatically, you get a lift. Do you know what I mean? And listen, it might not, might, it might not make a difference. We might just run all over them. We might just batter them 3-0, 4-0. And I might be just talking absolute shit. But, <laughs> no change there then, Giles. <laughs> but I'm, it, it, just in, my, in what I've experienced, I, I just think that it, it's quite a harder game than... Then you may think now. Now a new manager is uh, taken charge. Yeah, definitely. If, if anyone wants I to think... have, have a say on on this as well, then you know if you if you're up on the on the stage, so to speak, just put your hand up and I'll uh, press that heart icon and uh, I'll come to you. And if you're uh, if you're listening as well, then uh, then just press that request to talk button and I'll uh, I'll bring you on. Liam, what you're gonna have to say, and I'll come to you with no, Adam. No, I was just gonna say. I think I've I've uh, alluded to it. Um, kind of with the Fleetwood game towards the end of the season because they're down at the bottom. The thing is with these teams at the bottom, and especially now they've got a new manager, you'll think, are they are they near the go out and enjoy yourself, show me what you've got type thing because they've got nothing to lose. They may as well go out and play all out because, you know, I don't know, I don't know how close they are to going down, but well, do, you know what I mean? do you know where I'm coming from in that sense? Yeah, well, they're on 33 points. You've got Crew on 25 who are pretty much down and out. Doncaster are on 30. Morecambe are on 32, Wimbledon are on 33, and they occupy the the last relegation spot. Uh, and then they're a point behind Fleetwood, who were who were on 34 points. So it's very close down down the bottom. You know, they're fighting for their lives. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm amazed that they've gone on a, such a bad run and they're not rock bottom. To be perfectly yeah. honest, you know, 20 games without a win, you'd think they'd be they'd be down and out. To be fair, which just shows you how you know awful the teams have been at the 
at the wrong end of the you know wrong end of the league. Um, but but yeah, it's um, the argument. I think it does. Are... Like you say, it does depend how they come out and play. Like you say, if they do, you know. I want them to bring uh, it to us. I, think to we'll, the wind. I, I want them to do that because I think we'll we'll pick them off. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, and maybe they're not quite up there. They're not be confident. Well, I mean, obviously, they are, they are they are at panic stations, but they're not at like Doncaster panic stations. If you know what I mean? No, a point might do them all right down the line. Do you know what I mean? So we'll have to see. But we should. I think. I think we've got it in us to. Well, they've lost. They've lost. Him. If we, They've lost the last five in a row as well. So um... yeah, I think I think like I said, I think for me, we struggled against these teams like we said that have you know uh, well we've not scored early, pretty much. If we can go out and score two early goals or even just one early goal, I think we'd be all right. Well, so all I all I would say, to... yeah, all I would say as well is, I mean, they played Plymouth and they played Wigan away. It were a it were one nil and two nil. Just looking, uh, Bolton put four past them uh, earlier on, but all the other games have been quite close. They've all been like, you know, two ones, three twos, one nil. So I, I wouldn't expect uh, you know, six goals like we like we put past um put past Cambridge, put it that way. Adam, I'll just come to you, mate. There's only two outcomes I can possibly see. Um we're either gonna have a game like we had against Cheltenham, where we equalised pretty early on and it forced them to come at us a little bit and we were able to pick them apart in the second half. Or we're going to have a typical Sheffield Wednesday, Oxfam FC and fail to get anything past them and they're going to they're gonna sneak a 1-0. I can feel it. I can feel it. I, 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 love, I love Wednesday, but we do have a history of giving away tasty three points to teams that need it. You said so that. Do you think, you, you you think said we're going to lose the game? Uh, well, that, hey... Someone's got to predict it the other way. There's a reason that Bucky's put odds on both sides. All I'm saying is, if you know, if I were a proper betting man, put a couple of quid on it. You never know. Like, there's there seems to be a lot of strength in our players to be able to play against really, really good teams. And the I don't want to say poorer because I don't want to put you know disrespect towards the team, but the, the, they are one of the poorer sides in the league. When teams like that seem to come against us, I don't know if it's a mental change where they don't necessarily appear to try as much and they don't raise the game to the standards they would do when you're playing against a team like MK Dons, for example. Only, only thing I'd say on that is if you look, I'm just looking at our recent results. Now, we've lost to Lincoln. All right, you could probably say, you know, away to Lincoln, would you have thought we'd have won that game? Maybe, probably a draw, you'd, you'd perhaps say. Um, other than that, we've lost to Rotherham, which you'd probably say, all right, they're top at league. Kind of, you know, you would you that's gone to form. We lost three two to Oxford. Again, they're they're a decent side. Five nil to Sunderland. That was just obviously a bad day at the office. But then they're not. A, you know, you'd if you said we're going to lose to Sunderland away from home, you'd probably you'd probably say, yeah, that's that's doable. Shrewsbury, that we lost we lost them. But I mean, I'm, I'm going back to the second of January. Here. All the other games we've we've won, you know, we've beat Morecambe, we've beat Burton, we've beat Doncaster, Charlton, Burton again, Cambridge. You know, I can go on. So saying, I know, I know what you're saying in terms of, you know, we've got we've got history from doing this, but not recently we haven't. I mean, earlier on in the season, but even then we've we've not lost we've not lost that many games this season. So I think um, I think we I think we're different. I think we're a different team now from what we were perhaps at the start of the season and uh, I'd you know definitely a bit more definitely a bit more confident anyway 
hundred percent we're we're a different entity to the start of the season. I guess it's ingrained in me to be a little bit of a pessimist. I think I said this the last time that I was on. If I go thinking worst case scenario, I'm never going to come out upset. Like I, 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 I'm with Giles, I'm, and and I agree what Liam said. I, I can I can see us winning. I can see it being a comfortable game. Part of me in the back of my mind is thinking, just don't fuck it Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I think the funny thing this season is as well, you know, like obviously earlier in the season, you know, we've more draws than we'd like. Obviously recently we've had those two draws. But sometimes you've got to give credit to the other team. And is, are we are we are we disappointed with those draws? Fair enough, we might not have played as well on the day. They've run a job, potentially, take, the, take your hat off to it. But is it because of how well we have played leading up to those games that we're this disappointed with what's happened if that makes sense quite possibly yeah and I think that is testament to how good some of our performances have been that we can come away from mid-table sides disappointed and I think part of that could be the mentality of a Wednesday fan in thinking that we're we're bigger and better than this league we shouldn't even be here to begin with we should be wiping floor with these teams which is a bad mentality to go into any game with in my opinion no team is easy to beat Um, but I, I've got. I've got to say, you've got to be devil's advocate. Someone's got to not be a hundred percent positive, aren't they? Like it's just our life is. Yeah, and look, like I kind of said, <laughs> like I said, these ones that are fighting stay up. They're going to be tougher than we think. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they come and try and play us off the park. I'm hoping that they come and attack us like mad because th- there's nothing I want to see more. Because I, I reckon we've got them on a counter if we play like that. Perfect. You know, it worked against Cambridge. They tried to play against us. We beat them. Cheltenham, for the best part, actually played a pretty decent system. And for when they had the ball, they looked like they could play football. We tear them apart. Your teams like Gillingham are the teams we struggle against, the ones that just sit there and waste time. And I hope that they don't come and do that. Yeah, def- no, def- definitely. It, I agree. And the, thing, the other thing is as well, it kind of, it was kind of mentioned early in the show in terms of obviously the day when we went one down. We have got, I think he's changing the mentality of the team. Obviously, we have struggled against those ones that sit in. But, you know, you could say they've done the job that they've been asked to do well. But this season, obviously, we've come from from behind twice at home now and once away, which hadn't happened for years on both counts. So I think the mentality, you know, it's a positive, isn't it? So Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, Liam and Peter, I will come to you in a second. I just want to bring uh, Jem on. Jem, how are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I've got to apologise because I forgot your name earlier. I made reference to, to you when you <laughs> was on the podcast last time and uh, yeah, your, your name eluded me, so I do apologise for that. But yeah, um, how are you? Are you, uh, are you as confident as Liam or are you uh, pessimistic like um, like Adam about this weekend? No, I'm confident. Like I hear, I hear what everybody said about the new manager bounce, and yeah, I'm like Giles. Yesterday morning, I would have said we're winning three or four nil. Now I'm worried a little bit. But I was at the Bolton Wimbledon game. Um, what was that? Couple of couple of months ago. Yeah, they've gotten they've got no physicality. They like to get the ball down and play attacking football, which is absolutely sitting in our pocket of great, we'll nick the ball and we'll just attack them because they haven't got that physical presence that other teams we've come across recently have had. Jim, are you if... a Sheffield Wednesday scout? <laughs> no, no, I just go to far too many games. <laughs> okay. Was that was that at Bolton or was that at, uh, at the at Plough Lane? Uh, uh, 
No, at Bolton. All right, okay. I thought you were just taking in the uh, the plough lane experience with the new new ground, etc. No, no, no. It was purely. It was purely. I um. I gave away my Donny tickets out of the goodness of my heart and wanted to get another game ticked off, so I went to Bolton instead. Uh, just out of interest, how many how many grounds have you been to this? Uh, have you have you ticked them all off? Yeah, I did the ninety two a couple of years ago, so I'm I'm fair play. God, I'm about one hundred and forty odd, hundred and fifty now. Christ, I didn't realise there were that many. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair play, fair play. I mean, in terms of team selection this weekend, I know uh, Andy said earlier that he, he perhaps you know stick with the same team, maybe switch. Berahino for Mendes Lang. What 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 team do you think? Uh, well, I don't want to say what team do you think Moore will put out because that's anyone's guess, isn't it? But what if you were the manager, who would you be playing on Saturday? I think reluctantly, I would agree. You've got to put Berahino in just because he's naturally a forward, whereas Mendes Lang is played is not that wasn't his natural position. And even in his own words, he didn't have the best of games. That's what he said on Instagram or something. But for me, I love Patterson. And I think he, I think he deserves another shot. What alongside, alongside, alongside Gregory. Gregory? Yeah, oh, Gregory's untouchable. If he's fit, he plays. End of. It's like Bannon. Yeah, I mean the finish on uh, on Saturday. I mean, he don't, he don't normally score goals outside the box, but you know, as soon as that left his foot, it were, it were always going in that in that bottom corner. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of you know. I mean, it's it's good to hear that you know what you said about Wimbledon like to play football because, like I said, it's that does play into our hands, doesn't it? And, um, mm. and yeah, I think we could probably probably pick them apart. It's, I must admit, I'm, I'm, like Adam said though, you know, you do have that in the back of your mind, don't you? That mm, are we are we perhaps a little bit too complacent going into it? You know, because I think that happened against Accrington, didn't it? You know, we'd come off the six uh, the six um, six nil yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, but. I mean, this might be a this might be a whole other topic for a whole a whole different pod. But the for me, the players give a hundred percent every time they go out on the field, and fans will argue against me. I'm sure they will. But footballers, as Giles will know, footballers go out there and they give a hundred percent week in week out. Worst case scenario, it's ninety percent. And I think the fans need to get behind the team a bit more because the last couple of months, the the atmosphere is dead in Hillsborough, and I mean it's always better away anyway. But there needs to be a bit more positivity. Like we score a goal, we all politely clap. There's a little bit of a song for 10 <laughs> seconds and then everybody sticks back down again. And it's just like, let's get behind them because we should be going into this game going, we're going to absolutely get our goal difference up. We're going to smash them. This is going to be great. But the fans are absolutely terrified that we're going to lose. And what's the worst case scenario if we lose? It's one game. We'll get it back. Yeah. Like we've only lost two at home this season and the fans seem to forget that. The nervousness of last season and earlier on this season hasn't left and it should have done by now. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Uh, cheers for that, Gem. Thank you very much. Uh, uh Peter, I'll come to you then uh, just on this on this weekend. Are you, are you confident that we're going to get the three points? Supremely confident about this Saturday. 4 to 5 nil. They've scored they've scored one goal in five matches. He scored three goals in eight, and if what Gem has said is right, they like to get it down and play. They ain't got a cat in else chance because Wednesday are the best football inside in the division, bar none. What yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's playing into Bannon's hands, isn't it? Really, yeah, that's it music to his absolutely. ears. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and and, and I'm, I'm going to contradict everything I've just said. It's not about <laughs> at this time of the season, as I'm sure Giles will say. It doesn't really matter how many we win by. We just need to win. Whether it's 1-0, whether it's an own goal, last minute, 
off somebody's backside or whatever. Just get the points and 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 let's get home. I, just on, a quick point on what Gemma's just said about the atmosphere. I thought the atmosphere last Saturday was a million times better than it has been in previous weeks. Yeah, but like we said at the weekend and like something that Liam pointed out, there were no band there. Maybe that's the answer. Well, yeah. Are England playing on on this Saturday as well? Cause, um, no, they're not. Well, no. that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, 5-0. Five 5-0, five I'm saying. 5-0. Fantastic. Uh, Liam, I'll just come to you and then I'll come to William before we'll wrap it up. Liam, uh, go on then. This, this weekend, Peter thinks it's going to be a 5-0. Uh, I'll be happy we are 1-0, uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's going to be a tough game. I think even even without a new, their new, a new manager or not, they're going to come here with, the, with, a, with a game plan of coming for a point, I think. And they're going to try and stop in us to have any momentum. Well, not according oh. to Jem. Jem thinks they're going to get bowled down and play football. So I, I hope I hope Jem's right and uh, oh. and the scouting's been top notch uh, as opposed to what, what you're saying, Liam. But oh. I mean, you, you look at the, you look at the, t- the 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 table and you'd think that, wouldn't you? You think the teams at the bottom are just going to park the bus, but hopefully that's not that's not the case. Oh, I, I hope Jem Jem's right, hundred percent. We've we've got to show the ability to overcome these type of teams that are near the bottom of the table. And I went down to Wimbledon in the reverse fixture. We gave them a point down there oh yeah we threw it away didn't we to be fair yeah so yeah we, we've just got to be professional and and, uh, and get the job done and then move on to a tougher way uh, fixtures we've got yeah definitely cheers for that Liam uh, William uh, just your take on this this weekend let's let's talk about you know the um, your expected team lineup then William who, who, who do you think is going to going to start on Saturday um, I think that we should. I think we should go with Dean again, or I think we should really watch his fitness because he hasn't played a lot. But maybe think of Dunkley. I'll bring an eye for on for the last twenty minutes. Um, I think Hutchinson and Starry shouldn't really change at all. They've both been solid throughout. Um, I think very you know there's a chance of Gregory. I don't think he's had much of a chance. And I, like someone was saying earlier, Patterson and Gregory were in similar plays. To the fact they like hold up players. Uh, I apart from that same team, same middle three. Yeah. Johnson and Hunt on the wing. Definitely. Are you are you as confident as uh, as Peter? Then he, like I said he said five nil. You know, it's I, I I hope it is a five nil. But do you think it's going to be a bit more difficult than than that? I think it really depends on that first goal because if they if they get to half time at nil nil, I think. That they might nick it, but if we get an early goal, I think it'll be a 3-0. Excellent. Uh, William, cheers. Cheers for that, mate. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers. I think we're just going to wrap it up there. Um, massive thanks to everyone that's uh, that's come on. Uh, Adam, Jem, Luke, Liam, Peter, William, Andy, Paul, everyone that's uh, everyone else that's come on as well. You know, We do really appreciate it, uh, all your input, you know, listening to all your views and everything. Um, if you want to get involved next week, you know, this show we do the debate show every week every Wednesday at 8 o'clock on Twitter spaces so uh, make sure you get involved uh, hopefully we're talking about uh, another another three points that we've uh, that we've picked up against AFC Wimbledon but you know I'm sure there's 
many more talking points that we can uh, that we can discuss as well. Um, just a, a shout out for the Patreon as well. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash WTID pod is where you need to go. Uh, we spoke to uh, Chris Sedgwick uh, last night and you'll be able to listen to that uh, from tomorrow morning and there's um, a whole host of other interviews that we've uh, that we've done that you can listen to as well. I think there's over 30 different episodes on there as well so make sure you check that out as well um yeah thank you for uh, for joining us uh, i'll be speaking to a afc wimbledon fan tomorrow so you'll be able to listen to oppo's view on friday and of course we'll be back with the main show on uh, on monday morning thank you very much everyone and we'll see you all uh, see you all next week cheers everyone days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans